Stonecutters Podcast, Aaron Hankins. Will Catlett. In the building. In the building. Will, what's new with you this week? Everything, man. Uh, almost in that house. <laughs> okay, you got you got an update on the house. We got an update on the house. So underwriting looks like it's a good, it's a go. Congratulations. So, yeah. So we, you know, we still got a few things to work out, but that's happening. Uh, baby, how, how you feel? Hold on a second. That's that's a major life milestone accomplishment. How how are you feeling? Uh, to be honest, um, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks going, going through the bank for a loan is like is it sucks not in a it sucks it sucks because it's just so much like they want to know the money underneath your mattress they want to know where you got here where you got there so it's such a process but i believe that in the future uh you and myself along with my wife i believe we can create a better system you know that uh helps people especially first-time buyers because you can get an fha loan but FHA loans have so many different hidden fees in there over that 30-year period. It doesn't really make sense, but I get it if that's how you got to get it to get in. So I think, and I know that we can make it better. I feel like, like J. Cole said, we can put it on the app. I should be on the app to figure out what I need and what I need to do. And boom, I could purchase my own from an app. So we got work to do. Bad. But I'm excited and I appreciate everybody that's been helping out, you know, with the with the loan and the, the sellers and all that, you know, but it's happening, baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing into the future. I'm about to get my charging station. So much great art and creativity is going to come out of this place, bro. So I'm excited. And I was excited to get on here to talk to you today because, you know, you give me that. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> hey, y'all, Will got me speaking in tongues, okay? <laughs> this, is, this is a new revelation. So, so Will, we, we say this a lot of times back and forth to each other. It's happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, what is it's happening? What does that mean when, you, when somebody says it, when you hear it, when you read it? What are the feelings does that bring up in you? You know, I can have a, a, a dream for, say, a Range Rover, right? And I was in a bucket before that. A bucket is a car that just is, you know, it's how you describe a bucket, Aaron? Um, we used to call them like old old police cars. Oh, we yeah, call them yeah. buckets. Yeah, okay, you have a donut. Like you ride on a yeah. donut. Usually, maybe the back window isn't 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 doesn't go all the way up and down. So right, right. But even though I'm driving in the bucket, I can see that I'm close to that Range Rover. I'm close to getting those keys. So when I say it's happening, excuse me. When I say that it's happening, it puts a, puts my mind in that motion that things are coming to pass it's happening i'm seeing into the future i can feel it around me even though i'm i'm not physically touching it i'm seeing it i'm visualizing i'm daydreaming about it it's happening it's happening it's happening and i love how we use it because it allows us to keep thinking forward and keep progressing that's how i see it yeah i completely it, agree aka some people say what will let oh he in the wind that's also is happening. When I'm in the wind, I feel like I'm in the spirit. You ain't seen me in a minute. I'm building in secret. I'm doing my thing. Things is happening. I'm in the wind, baby. I'm in the wind. <laughs> I like that one. I really like that one. Yeah. <laughs> so I cut you off. You were talking about your recap. Uh, there's been some some new updates with your daughter. Oh yeah, no, yeah. She's walking, running. She's holding my hand. I said, hold my hand, baby. Hold my hand. So now she knows to say dog. So she, every time she sees a dog, she stops, she stares, and she goes, 
So that's been great to see her do that. And uh, man, uh, I was thinking today, because some people ask me like, what's the, 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 the feeling that you get by having a child or having a daughter? You know, when the kid comes up because they're small right now and they come between your legs and they be holding both of your legs, they move their head like, oh, yeah. my God. My heart just melts because I grab, I, I pull my knees close so I can move her around like this. It's, uh, you can't describe it. So speaking of which, uh, last Sunday was uh, Father's Day. Uh, mm-hmm. was, there, was there anything, did you do anything fun, anything exciting for, for Dadder Day, Dadder S- Sunday, Father's Day? Yeah, I did, man. Uh, we went over my boy Todd house and everyone has children now. And one of our homeboys, he has one in the oven. So I signed uh, the um, expected father book. I gave it to Todd. Todd signed it and gave it to him. And Aaron, you gave it to me. So the book is making its rounds. And uh, they had a full spread. So all the women did all the cooking and uh that was great you know so the men got a chance to sit down and relax and all that so uh it was good and hamabi was just being hamabi running around nice nice anything else to, to report in on in terms of updates nah man i'm excited to the the hear what you have to say tonight brother <laughs> i'm excited to see what's on your chest tonight for our listeners this is stonecutters podcast where aaron and i we chopping at the stone you guys get to see how we're going through the process of life sometimes we acting uh sometimes we're talking about nike we're talking about the process of life and how to be better and know that you can't stop you can't give up you got to keep cracking at that stone and eventually it will crack open for you. So I guess, Will, what, uh, what I wanted to ask you about tonight really has to do with being patient. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of racial injustice going on in the world right now. And a lot of people are looking for immediate action. And people, right. want, and people want things to change immediately. And what are your thoughts on being patient and sort of like not wanting to just run out there and do it immediately? Because... I get that sense um, in the world, and I also get that sense in my corporate life, where I just want to—I want to jump in, and I and I want to be a part of the change, and I and I want to—I want to take sort of immediate action. And I sort of brought some of that stuff up to you, and I just want to sort of get your your thoughts around, about that. Well, Rome wasn't built in a day. It takes time. I mean, our whole podcast is called the Stonecutters. It's not the first hit. It could be a thousand hit that cracks that stone open. So that's patience in itself. Uh, I think, you know, what we're dealing with in the world, we've been dealing with for a long time. And um, a lot of our listeners and a lot of people around the world are tired and they're upset and they're impatient and they're waiting on the justice to catch up, which it should be the injustice to catch up with justice, right? But, you know, my encouragement is to not get weary and well-doing but just keep applying pressure, uh, but think, don't be emotional about it. Know that you matter. Know that, um, you know, whatever burden that you have in your heart for change. So for instance, you know, some of the things that I'm building on my own is to help in some way, shape or form, but that might not be until five years. What I'm doing now that you may not feel the effects of the change until five years from now. So um, I can't get tired and weary and saying it doesn't matter. Nobody's listening. No, people are listening, 
But the best thing you can do is keep cracking at that stone and be smart and uh, don't be moved by emotions. Like a lot of people in the movement right now are emotional, emotional activists, emotional uh, protesters. And I'm not saying to silence your emotions and don't be emotional, but let's think. Let's think about what we're doing. Let's look at every single thing. And let's not just look through the eyes of emotion. And I say all that because when you talk about being patient, you have to see the vision on the other side of that thing. When you become impatient, it's because you're right now, right now, right now, right now. I got to get it right now. I got to make a change right now. You're not seeing that, okay, this one hit, or like you would say, Aaron, if I throw a rock into the sea, it makes a ripple. You may not see how far that ripple goes out, but it makes a ripple. So just don't stop throwing your rocks into the sea. Eventually, it's going to make a ripple. Change will come. People want change. Um, we have to fight for that change. We have to uphold the democracy in this country, the greatest country in the world, um, who uh, uh, we're all a part of. And I believe that we're getting there. I know it was a roundabout answer, but I'm going to throw it back to you, brother, because if you ask the question, I want to know how you're feeling about it. I think talking with you always gives me a different perspective because where I'm coming from and the way that I approach things is definitely different than how you approach them. Sometimes we have ideas that come together, but a lot of times because of the way that we were brought up and the jobs that we do and the lives that we live and where we live and the communities that we're surrounded by, they, they impact our decisions and they impact our perspectives. So it's like when I talk to you, it's just like getting getting a look at some of the blind spots mm-hmm. because you know me from a context outside of Nike. You know me as a friend, you know, like a friend that you've had for over 10 years. And a lot of the people that I work with are coworkers. And they've, there's, these are people that have only known me for, you know, maybe two or three years. So it's like you have almost three times as much sort of experience with dealing with Aaron. So when I come up with something and I'm just like, hey, Will, I'm feeling this way and this way. And you're like, well, have you thought about this? And I know that I'm not going to change the world tomorrow and I'm not going to, you know, flip over everything and and everything is just going to become this, this unique vision that I see for the world. But the biggest fear that I have is making sure that, because this is, this happens to me all the time is that I talk to people inside of work and outside of work. And I'm like, Hey, we got to do something. And they're like, yeah, be patient. Something's coming. And then they don't say anything. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, well, what's going to happen? And it's like, you just have to be patient and you have to wait and see. And I think, I mean, we talked about it. People are tired of waiting. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's just, it's the same thing that's been said over and over and over again. Okay, wait a little bit and then you guys can be freed. And then wait a little bit more and then we'll, got, we'll let you use the same buses and bathrooms that we do. Okay, well, now we'll, we'll let you go to college and we'll let you do these things. And it's just like, well, when is, when is all that going to be enough? And I, I get, I get what you're saying. It's a, it's a, Mm -hmm. it's, it's much larger than us and it's happened for longer than me and you have been around. But I think that we look at it as a legacy perspective. It's like our parents and our grandparents and our great grandparents, they all went through their own movements and their own struggles. And this is our movement and our struggle. And to, to be regret to look back in five years on this period right now and to be regretful because we didn't do this or we didn't do that when we had the chance to. Mm-hmm. I think as long as you're on the face of the earth, 
it's always your time. That's how I feel. And I think you always have the chance to, you know, when you think about Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King knew that he wasn't going to live a long life, but he was a man full of purpose. And I think when you have your purpose and your assignment in life and you identify what that is, then it allows the impatient to go out of the window because you're focused on what you're supposed to be doing. I think around the world, and especially in America, we're still asking to be let in. That's a problem. That's a serious problem. We shouldn't be asking. We should be building. We should be owning. That's the direction that we should be going in. Does it mean that you don't want to build with other companies, other individuals, uh, you know, different people that have the same vision? All black people don't have the same vision. Just because you're black doesn't mean that I have to agree with you. You may not think the way I think, and there's nothing wrong with that. You're entitled to the way you think. You're entitled to your opinion. But you want to build something for your family. You want to build something for your for your legacy. And I think that's what the real fight is. How are you building? How are you owning things? You know, uh, a lot of, you know, as you know, I'm trying to figure out how we'll put it. But we spend a lot of money as African-Americans, you know, on retail, on music, on a whole lot of things. But we yet do not have ownership. That's a problem. Even when it comes to music and masters, you make all this music, make everybody millions and millions, billions of dollars, but you don't own your masters. We have to get smarter mentally and have ownership over ourselves. And maybe that comes from being only counted as three-fifths of a person. And that's systematic too from back in the day. But we not only can uh, think about marching and, and raising our voice and yelling, we have to think about who am I? What do I feel about myself? What is my value? Remember that episode that we had, you talked about determining your value. And I think that uh, what we're doing with this podcast and why people listen to it is because we go through these conversations and you have to know your value. You have to draw your line in the sand. I'm not sitting around waiting on anybody to help me. Not that I don't need help, but I know what my purpose is. I know what my destiny is and I'm focused on that. I'm focused on listening to God and seeing what I'm supposed to do. I'm not focused on everything else, but I'm also, I'm in the fight with my people because you know what I mean? I'm in there. I might be doing it a different way, but I'm in there. You know, I see it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm James Baldwin right now. I'm writing and I'm creating and I'm, you know, recording the movement in a different way, just as well as you doing it and your fight that you're doing and the other people are doing. But we have to be patient. We have to think. And we have we, we can't be emotional about every single decision. Now, black people. We emotional people. We like music. We like dance. You know, we like to feel the vibe and all that. But we also have to think. We have to use our brains. We have to think about what is this thing going to look like five years from now, 10 years from now. So you're thinking as a father, you think about what world, that's why you're passionate about everything that you do. What world is my daughter going to grow up in? What are her freedoms are going to look like? 
what if she don't agree with things that are going on? What does that look like for her? And I'm thinking the same thing too. How do I tell Hamabi how to be free and to think free? Now we live right now in a culture where everything is cancel culture. You say one thing that doesn't agree with the majority, they cancel you. How do I teach my daughter about free speech? Do we have free speech when my daughter's 20 years old? What does that look like? Those are the things we should be thinking about um, as well as applying pressure in other ways. Thanks. Stonecutters podcast, Aaron Hankins, Will Catlett. You can listen to previous episodes of the Stonecutters podcast on all major streaming platforms. You can send us questions, comments, feedback at uh, stonecutterspodcast at gmail.com. You can also download our episodes at stonecutterspodcast.com. So, Will, that was a lot. I know, I know, I, you know, and I was, I was going to say. I was, like, I was feeling it, man, and this is, this is one of those ones we're going to have to listen to it over <clears throat> again because it was just layers upon layers of just, I mean, it's, it's all good information, man, and you, you, you make a lot of valid points. So. so what would you say to someone that's listening right now, you know, in this time, uh, lots going on, a lot of, lot of distractions, a lot of good, a lot of everything. Um, and they're feeling impatient about whatever. I mean, people don't have money. Some people don't have money. <laughs> they feel impatient about a whole lot of things. It's just as much, feeling impatient just as much of the time as just as much as a woman who's listening maybe and is saying that I'm impatient about waiting to be a mother, to have a child. They're talking about their kids. I'm waiting to have a child. What do you say to that person that's in that waiting period? Um, I do this from time to time, and I, the research people that inspire me are people that I'm trying to learn and understand more about. So um, for me, getting to Nike, it was researching Frank Rudy, and Frank Rudy was told no 26 different times by 26 different companies before Nike said, hey, we want this Nike Air product, and you have these air soles, and they would work with what we had. So those 26 no's led to the yes. And it took him, I want to say between seven and eight years before that happened. So right. people, people that are impatient now and people that are looking at movements, something that I've been doing more is looking back at history and looking back at Black Wall Street and looking back at the Black Panther movement and looking at people like James Baldwin and really putting the work that they did into the context of the time in which they did it because it was over the period of the civil rights movement, you know, was over the period of multiple years. Mm -hmm. And from the Black Panther Party to go from an idea into an organization, that took time. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it wasn't something where they just flipped the switch and they had all the desks and they had all the information and they had everybody. They had to spend the time to put everything together to sort of organize and to plan things out. So for people that are impatient, you told me this is that like, hey, there's you can be impatient, but you need to have a plan. You need to have mm -hmm. a plan of action because impatience, it's it, just to go back to what you're saying, it's tied to emotion. And the emotion is, you know, an anxiousness or a feeling of loss of control and the wanting to do something immediately and the impatience behind it is like, well, I want to take action now because I want to feel control over this and I want to have a sense of control. So I want to do something towards this to make it better and you can do something physically or to your point you can do something mentally which is 
create a plan and strategize around it, understand and take the time to really understand who you are. Because in my journey to Nike, something that I realized is that I had to be persistent and patient, mm -hmm. right? To get to Nike. But now that I'm at Nike, I'm feeling very impatient with some of the situations. But to get here, I had to learn those traits and I had to, and I had to look for people that, that were examples of persistence and people that had examples of being patient, right? So I went out yeah. and, did, and did my research and then, yeah. No, that's wonderful. I think uh, this ties everything together is what you asked in the beginning. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Someone that is feeling impatient right now, just tell yourself that it's happening, meaning that all things are working together for your good. That woman that may be listening that hasn't had that child in four years, tell yourself that it's happening and your womb shall open and that child shall come to pass. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And it's kind of like when we were talking, it even made that it's happening. When I get that text from you, it just it, it re-energizes re my soul because I'm like, you're right, it's happening. I'm looking at why is it not happening, which is making me anxious, which is making me impatient to look, to shift in my mind to look at, you know what, it's happening. I put it out in the universe, I'm doing my part, I'm doing everything that I'm asked to do. Sometimes I can feel like that even in my career, I know how talented I am. I know that I am next to really be the biggest star in the world, just as like Merle and Denzel and whoever, Marlon Brando, all of them. And sometimes, you know, if you take your eye off of that, you start to look at other guys, other women, whoever it may be, and you may feel a little impatient, meaning that a horse has those blinders on because the horse is focused on where it's going. So you have to put those blinders on and you have to tell yourself, hey, it's happening, it's happening. And like I teach my students, you become that magnet because you're not, you're not attracting more impatient, 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 adversity, adversity. It's, it's happening. It's happening. So now you're attracting everybody to help you with the thing that you're trying to do. So sometimes we have to sit and say, Lord, I need help. Help me with this plan that you've given me. And I know that it's happening. That's it. And what that does is it removes impatient after, out of the way. It puts patience right there because you know that it's happening. It's different when a superstar walk in the room. When, when Jordan was asked, who's going to take the last shot? Me, of course. Why would that's a stupid question? Why? Because he already saw it happening. <laughs> he saw it happening already. So he's like, listen, I've already thought, I went through the sequence in my mind already. When the ball comes at the end of the game, it's me taking the shot. So we always have to uh, use that. And I'm glad that you reminded me of that because when I feel tight, when I feel like, well, what's going on? Uh, so many people say so much uncertainty in the world right now. Well, I mean, what is it going to be? The elections, this, that, Trump, Joe Biden. I don't What's going on? It's happening. We are living a beautiful world and it shall be beautiful for our children. It's happening. People are coming together. It's happening. Unity is breaking out all over the world. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And I know that you can take that in your profession with all that you're doing. And uh, I always say this, Nike is so lucky to have you because you're such a one of a kind, such a unique person, such a brilliant mind. 
you know, I liken you to the mind of an Einstein, you know, to the great changes of the world. And everyone's not going to understand what you're trying to do at the present time and moment. But it's happening. (laughs) (laughs) You want to leave us with anything or should we end there? I'll leave you with this. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs>